Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. It is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on Luke 10. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions? 1. What hunger did the people of Jesus' time have? 2. What kinds of bondage have we experienced in history? And three, how can we reach out to give a sense of freedom to those around us? Proclamation of the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. To you, Lord the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest upon that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you, listens to me, and whoever rejects you, rejects me, and whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I want Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions, 
and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. In Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States. The declaration concludes with these words. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Tomorrow we celebrate our Independence Day as a nation. Last Sunday I spoke about the freedom we have obtained as Americans and the freedom we have found in Jesus Christ. I referenced the Apostle Paul's words in the book of Galatians where he said this, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. You see, it was for the purpose of freedom that the 13 colonies chose 246 years ago tomorrow to no longer submit to a yoke of slavery. And yet, many of our fellow citizens, even we ourselves at times, are not always fully free. And it is for that reason that we are called to advocate on behalf of all people that they may find the freedom that is offered to them in Jesus Christ. Today's gospel reading speaks of this work that we are called to. Jesus sent out 70 of his disciples and it's an advanced party into the towns and villages that he was planning on visiting. He gave them this charge. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go. Elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus said to his disciples, You may say that there are still four months until harvest time, but I tell you to look, and you will see that the fields are ripe and ready to harvest. Jesus looked out at the mass of humanity through the eyes of God and saw a hunger within them, a yearning for something more, a need that was embedded deep within their souls. Oh, many of these people were good, religious, moral, ethic, compassionate people, but there was a degree of freedom they had not yet found. They were missing a deep, intimate relationship with God deep in their souls. They were also lacking a love and oneness with their fellow human travelers. They were not yet completely whole. They were not completely free. 
But Jesus saw they were open to the message he came to proclaim, and therefore they were like wheat, ready to be harvested. They were ready for the freedom of the kingdom of God. Many people down through the centuries have heard the call to go out into the harvest field. But it is an unfortunate reality that many of them went with less than pure motives. Many went with selfish intent. They went into the harvest field to colonize and westernize savage people. They went to civilize and conquer in the name of Christ. As a result, instead of bringing freedom, they brought a different kind of bondage. Instead of offering further spiritual awakening, providing greater vision and expanded spiritual sight, they stripped away cultures and established a new set of rules for people to live by and a new restrictive way to live. Well, Jesus fought this kind of subjugation of people in his day as he addressed the religious leaders Here is one translation of the strong words that he sometimes had to say. I have had it with you. You're hopeless, you religious scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. Your lives are roadblocks to God's kingdom. You refuse to enter and won't let anyone else in either. You're hopeless, you religious scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You go halfway around the world to make a convert, but once you get him, you make him into a replica of yourselves, double damned. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus didn't have a problem with uh, making people uncomfortable at times. You see, the Jewish scholars and Pharisees, many of whom were not truly, fully free themselves, went about passionately enslaving others as they required them to obey a Jewish set of restrictive, often unnecessary, religious laws. But we need to remember people of the Christian faith have done the very same thing and worse. We Christians have been guilty of burdening people rather than freeing them. And as we look at the history of the Christian church, we see example after example of often guilt-based, shame-based religion that instead of freeing individuals, instead lock them up in various forms of religious requirements and rules. But Jesus came to set the captives free. Instead of freeing people and cultures, we have instead tended to throw a new set of shackles on them. For centuries, Westerners went out conquering and subjugating in the name of Christ. Jesus sent his 70 disciples out to heal and to proclaim release to those who were captive captive physically and emotionally and psychologically and spiritually. And as Jesus sent his disciples ahead of him into the harvest field, he told them to proclaim God's freedom. And as they went, they were to say, the kingdom of God has come near. Well, today's colic that was prayed this morning spoke of our freedom in Christ, not a freedom without limits, but a freedom with specific, broad, gracious, loving guidelines. It reads this, O God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. 
Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit, that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. You notice that this prayer begins by mentioning keeping all of God's commandments. (laughs) Now that sounds a lot more like slavery than freedom. And not just Christianity, but many of the world's religions have their own unique set of enslaving commandments. But here is how today's collect speaks of these commandments. You have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. In other words, this collect is saying, yes, obey the commandments, but don't get all wrapped up in obeying every one of the 613 Jewish commandments or some specific interpretation of the Ten Commandments. No, let's make this real simple, Jesus is saying. Love God intimately and love each other. When we live this way, God will show us the harvest as God did for me, Yet again this morning, I was sitting at my office desk when a dear lady drove into the parking lot from Port Charlotte. We talked for a while outside before I invited her into the church to sit for a while. We talked about life and faith and the love of God for us as God's children. As children of God, the goal of life is not to obey some rigid adherence to any man-made set of commandments but to love, to spend our lives growing in our intimacy and love for God and for our fellow earthbound travelers, to share God's message of love and freedom by word and deed. As you celebrate Independence Day tomorrow, which, by the way, for us is just my wife and myself, since my son just came down with COVID again, But we will celebrate, and as you celebrate, may you find a right moment to open your mind and heart to those around you who may not yet have found full freedom in Christ. And may God use you to reach out to them in love. One, what hunger did the people of Jesus' time have? Two, what kinds of bondage have we experienced in history? And three, how can we reach out to give a sense of freedom to those around us? <laughs> 